As a medical professional, you're probably consumed by your work. Because of that, you likely miss out on big opportunities to protect and grow the wealth you work so hard for. Luckily, through passive real estate investing, you can place your capital in the hands of trusted syndicators who do all the legwork while you sit back and let your money work for you. Syndicators like Ascent Equity Group. Ascent Equity Group is led by three medical professionals turned full-time real estate investors who have secured a quarter of a billion dollars in assets in just three years. And their latest opportunity, Sunrise and Chandler, is open now. Sunrise and Chandler is an exciting 177-unit value-add multifamily opportunity in the affluent city of Chandler, Arizona. This Class B asset in a Class A location was secured at a significant discount and is already cash flowing out of the gate, with 89% of the units still in need of renovation. Sunrise and Chandler is close to meeting its capital raising goal and will be closing soon. So if you'd like to learn more, visit ascentequitygroup.com forward slash best deal to schedule a call. That's A-S-C-E-N-T equitygroup.com slash best deal. This opportunity is open to accredited investors only. Learn how to use OPM and OPI, other people's money and other people's IRAs, to boost your own IRA. I think that's a talent that not enough people have. Best ever listeners, you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues? Are you ready to get more leads? Well, how about we do all this for free? Yeah, sure, free. Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name, episode 565, titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff. And he is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go. It's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely one that being free too, assuming that you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff. We're going to be talking self-directed IRAs today with, how you doing, Quincy Long. I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Well, nice to have you on the show, my friend. And a little bit about Quincy. He is the president and founder of Quest IRA. He is the author of Real Estate Investment Using Self-Directed IRAs and Other Retirement Plans 
based in Houston, Texas, and you can say hi to him at his company's websites, which are in the show notes link. With that being said, Quincy, you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus? Sure. Basically, besides what you said, being president and founder of Quest Diary, Inc., which was founded back in 2002, I'm also an attorney, an active investor. I've been a fee attorney for a title company, so I know a whole lot about real estate also. And I'm a certified IRA services professional, which means I have an expertise in IRAs in general, not just self-directed. Other than that, I can go into all kinds of other details, but I suspect most of the rest of it's not all that interesting to your listeners. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I, I think we like hearing some stuff that we haven't heard about before, but we will focus our conversation on self-directed IRAs. What should we know about them? Let's start broad and then we'll get more specific as real estate investors. I think the two key elements that you need to understand about self-directed IRAs is one, they are incredibly flexible. There's just all kinds of things you can do to either defer or in some cases eliminate your taxes on your real estate profits. That's the good side. The downside of self-directed IRAs, and I guess I should confess that when my mother wanted to really know what happened in my family, she just asked me because she knew I'd tell the truth, the whole truth, <laughs> nothing but the truth, whether it helped me or not. But there is a downside to being in the self-directed IRA, and that is that it is self-directed, and the self is not us, it's you. You get to make your own choices, but you have to make your own choices because in a self-directed IRA, you don't have any investment choices approved or provided by the custodian or administrator. So that's kind of the double-edged sword of a self-directed IRA. It's an incredible tool. I've used it extensively and really enjoy using it personally besides having the company. But you're responsible for your own choices. Mm -hmm. As far as the type of investments that you've seen people make, like real-life investments versus just theory-based, what are some interesting real-life investments that you've seen people make? Interesting. Boy, I could fill the hour with just the interesting ones, but the most interesting ones are really are not necessarily real estate related, but some of them are probably not proper for airing online. But we've certainly had some interesting real estate deals. Options are always structured in interesting ways. I like options. We do some of the most creative stuff that I've seen is actually an area of notes secured by real estate and how those notes are purchased and sold and created and that sort of thing. Obviously, you can buy a piece of real estate, and I don't know that there's anything particularly created with that and except for where you buy it and when. We've certainly had some home runs that people have made buying real estate in their IRA, and I could tell plenty of stories about that. But as far as the most creative and interesting things, i got to say it's probably notes. Why do you categorize those as the most creative and interesting? Well, maybe it's just personal choice because that's what I like to do. But you can structure real estate notes. And, well, of course, you can buy performing notes that are existing sometimes from institutional lenders. You can buy non-performing notes, but you can also buy partials from seller finance deals. But the most fun that I have with them is actually creating them from the beginning and structuring them in a way that you can basically do the note, get the note done, and then sell off the first part of the note, 
to recoup all your money invested in creating the note and then keep the tail end of the note for yourself as a profit. And that's a real good way to build an IRA. It's not real sexy, I suppose, but it's an excellent way to build an IRA slowly and securely. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about it. What are some things that when you work with your customers, they find surprising about the self-directed IRA process? I think the biggest surprise, and I don't know why it would be a surprise, but actually the biggest surprise that people find is that we're not here to teach them how to be an investor. We're here to provide the vehicle through which they make their investment choices. In other words, we're like the luxury car dealer. We're going to sell you the vehicle, but we're not going to teach you how to drive that vehicle, and we're not going to put your gas in it, which is your money, of course, and driving the vehicle is making your investment selections. I think some people maintain the illusion that somehow we're investment advisors. And of course, there's no way with the structure of the company that that can be done. And again, I don't know why that would be a surprise to anybody, but they just perhaps don't understand the product. But having said that, it's an incredibly powerful and flexible tool. And we do provide a whole lot of free education about the things that people have done and can do with self-directed IRAs. And perhaps then people say, well, okay, great. Can you set that up for me? Well, the answer is no, but I can allow you to do it once you get it figured out. Again, other than that, the biggest other surprise would be how genuinely flexible it is and all the crazy things that people do and can do with them. Once you have an account set up, and you've identified an investment opportunity. And I imagine usually you've already identified the investment opportunity. That's why you're setting it up usually. What type of paperwork is required to invest in it? It's actually pretty easy. The first thing they've got to understand is that the titling has to be done, not obviously in their individual name, but in the name of the IRA. So, for example, if it was your account, it would be something like you would be making the offer on the real estate or creating the note or whatever you're doing as Quest IRA Inc. FBO, which means for the benefit of Joe Fairless IRA number 12345 or whatever it is. So titling is important, but once you've got the titling right, the next task is to read and approve all the documents because, as I said, it is self-directed IRA. So you have to read and approve everything because you are the decision maker as the client. And then the third step in the process, of course, is to submit the direction to invest. And there are different direction to invest forms based on what type of asset you're purchasing, whether it's a note or real estate or a private placement or something like that. But once those steps are followed, then we actually fund within 24 hours of when you submit all the proper paperwork. When you attend the conference and you're speaking at the conference, What's the angle of your presentation that you usually talk about? Well, my presentations typically are always educational and never salesy, if you know what I mean, because I'm not very good at that. But what we do is we typically will educate on the types of accounts that are available and the types of investments that clients make with those accounts. And then we typically tell just a few investment stories to give them a better idea of the types of transactions that people can and do 
in a self-directed IRA or other type of account. Can you tell us a story that you typically tell that usually resonates well with the audience? Lots of stories. <laughs> Let me tell you this one because it's a pretty simple one. And Joe, one of the things is people are not understanding that it doesn't take a whole lot of money to invest in real estate. So that surprises a lot of people. But I'll just give you this one example. I wish it was from my own portfolio, but unfortunately it's not. We had a client that knew somebody who was kind of around the corner from his office in downtown Houston area, and she was being foreclosed on for delinquent taxes. She was a little old lady. The house was not worth very much at all. In fact, it was probably worth whatever it took to tear it down. Mm -hmm. But the real estate was in the path of development, if you kind of get my meaning on that. And he knew that the real estate development was coming, but wouldn't get there for a couple of years. And she wanted to stay in the house. She knew she was getting elderly and would probably have to move in with relatives or into a care facility within a couple of years. But she wanted to stay in her house as long as she could. So she asked him for help, and he arranged to purchase her house for the delinquent taxes of roughly $10,000. And then he also agreed to allow her to live in the house rent-free for two years, and that would give her time to make her transition. And at the end of two years, she moved on, and he sold the property that he paid $10,000 in his Roth IRA for $290,000 to a developer who tore it down and put up a townhouse. That's a pretty good return on investment, I would say, wouldn't you? It's a win-win for everyone, it sounds like. So that was a great deal. You just tell me when to stop. I can tell many stories of different types of investments. If you want real estate-specific, one from my portfolio that I thought was pretty good, not a home run, but not a bad deal, because as I said, you can invest in real estate directly or indirectly. And indirectly, I mean you can invest in things like limited partnerships that purchase property for various things. I do invest in a lot of shopping centers myself, for example, through limited partnerships. But the one deal I did that I thought worked out pretty good, and I like this because the story is important because it demonstrates something called the ERR. You know what the ERR is? No. What is that? That's the effort to return ratio. Okay. And by that... I mean that everybody gets hung up on the dollars, but it's more important to understand how many hours it took you to make those dollars. It's, in other words, a per hour return on your investment is the best way to really judge an investment, if you see what I'm saying. So in this particular case, I invested in a limited partnership and we paid $500,000 cash for a triangular piece of property with a small house on it that was located north of Dallas, Texas. And basically, we were going to hold it for up to five years, and the rent from the house would pretty much pay the taxes and whatnot on the property, which it did. The only thing we did to improve the property was we got the liquor license extended to the city limits, which included now our property. Well, that, of course, increased dramatically the value of the piece of real estate by doing that. And we ended up three years and nine months after we bought it selling the property for $2.5 million because the path of development, once again, was headed north of Dallas. 
into this little town called Melissa, and that's where the piece of property was. So I think that's also a great story and the, the greatest, not because we made a good return, which we did, but in my case, all I did was read the private placement memorandum and evaluated the deal. And so I spent a sum total of about four or five hours on the deal and made a pretty good return for my dollars invested in a very short period of time. So I thought that was an interesting case. Yeah. And you invested that via your self-directed IRA? I did indeed, yes. Based on your experience, Quincy, as both a real estate investor, because you have invested in real estate clearly, and then also as an expert in self-directed IRAs, what is your best advice ever for real estate investors? Well, the best advice ever is, I would say, is to learn how to use OPM and OPI, other people's money and other people's IRAs, to boost your own IRA. I think that's a talent that not enough people have. Like among the note deals that I'm talking about, if you can create a note, like I purchased one at a 30% discount, a $30,000 note for 21000 And then when I sold the well, I didn't sell the property. The investor that was borrowing my money sold the property and created $30,000 worth of notes. Well, I sold off the first lien note of 21000 and kept a $9,000 second lien. That just created that money for free. So if you know somebody with money, you can partner with your IRA, with their IRA, and as long as they're not disqualified people to your IRA, you can do some very creative and innovative things. So I think it's using other people's money to create wealth or creating free money, as I like to call it, is the best thing that I can think of to do with self-directed IRA. And that's what I like to do. That's what I try to do every day. You ready for the best ever lightning round? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) All right, let's do it. First, a quick word from our best ever partners. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself or you can work with this team and they'll implement it for you. Adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Finally, your funding problem is 100% solved at CIX.com. At CIX.com, private lenders compete to fund deals. CIX facilitates over half a billion in loans for real estate investors weekly. Get funded and download your free funding kit at CIX.com. What's the best ever book you've read? Best ever book I've read is Rich Dad, Poor Dad, because it gives such an interesting twist on how money is handled and treated. Best ever deal you've done, and you might have already mentioned it. Well, I hope the best deal I've ever done is participated in a different real estate transaction where we bought 196 acres on Maui for $900,000 cash from a bankruptcy estate, which we got a $2.5 million offer before we closed on the property and turned it down because we think we may be able to sell it for maybe $10 million or more. So that isn't completed yet, but I believe it's going to be one of my biggest investments with the dollar return per effort hour. Wow. So I hope that's the best. Yeah. How long ago did your group buy it for 900? We bought that three or four months ago now. Oh, recent. Very recent. Yes, yes, yes. What's the hold period? 
up to five years for that kind of property. We're going to market it to the ultra-wealthy. There's a lot of Chinese and other Asians that visit Hawaii, so that's the target. There's some movie stars and whatnot that have property in the same area. But it's also a good property for ecotourism. Just fantastic waterfalls and caves and Probably for the holding period, we'll do some ecotourism to kind of pay the cost of the property until we can find the correct ultra-wealthy buyer that can write a check between 10 and $20 million. That's the plan at this point. Wow. That's a completely different business model. That's fascinating. Quick follow-up question on that. How do they approach finding potential buyers? Great question, actually. And, of course, this is through a limited partnership. So, again, I'm not doing any of the work. Yeah. But if I hate four-letter words like W-O-R-K, some other four-letter words I'm okay with, but not that one. (laughs) So basically, we're at the end of this month or in the month of April sending a professional film crew out to document and film the property because it's kind of a rugged piece of property. You can imagine that, of course. And then there are sites that are catering to the ultra-wealthy type properties, the trophy properties, if you will. So there'll be a large internet marketing campaign and campaign specifically to target the ultra-wealthy individuals that might be able to afford such a property. It's mm, interesting stuff. What is the best ever way you like to give back? What I do every day is somebody asked me a question recently if I was rich enough to retire and what would I do? And I said, Well, I'd educate people about self-directed IRAs, of course, because I actually enjoy doing that, and I think it's important. I just finished my estimated taxes before I'm going to Europe here tomorrow, actually, for three weeks. And I finished my estimated taxes and looked at the dollar amount that I'm going to have to pay as an estimate. And I just got sick to my stomach, and I thought, I need to do everything I can. I'm all for paying your taxes that you owe but no more than that. I don't want people to be a tax donator, as I call them, right? When you do a deal that you could do tax-free, you're a tax donator, and I just have a real problem with that because I don't think the government uses the money as wisely as I would if I had that money. So, again, I believe in paying my share of taxes, but not a single dollar more. I believe in that so much, in fact, that teaching other people how to avoid paying taxes by using the government's own rules that they laid out for us is almost like a mission to me. So that's what I like to do to help people is to teach them how to get out of paying taxes using the government's own rules and following those rules. Do you have a book on that or somewhere else where you have that info? Yes. Well, our website does have a whole lot of information and pre-recorded webinars. We do classes every Tuesday at 9.30 in the morning Central Time and at 6.30 in the evening Central Time. And then also on Wednesday evenings, we also do another class out of our Dallas office. The other two are in our Houston office. But those are done by Facebook Live. Plus, we have pre-recorded webinars that we have done that people can access from our website. And we do all the social media stuff. We're not quite as adept at podcasting as you are yet, but we'll no doubt get to that at some point this year, we hope. 
And so we use various techniques to spread the word. I am working on a book, but it's not completed yet. Looking forward to that one. And if think about your real estate investments, what's a mistake you've made on a deal? Oh, that's easy. Yeah, I've made lots of mistakes. And yes, I've been very successful, but anybody that tells you that they've never made a mistake is either never done a deal or they're lying. So I would have to say, again, because I do a lot of note deals, my biggest mistake was doing a deal where I did plenty of due diligence on the property, but not enough due diligence on the person that was borrowing the money in that case. And so I always make the strong suggestion that anything you're doing, you do due diligence on the deal itself, but most importantly, you do due diligence on the people. So I failed to do that, frankly. Mm -hmm. So I had a great and perfectly valid hard money loan out of my account from the perspective of the property, and we ended up foreclosing on it, and it's been a great rental, and we're getting ready to sell it after a couple of years of renting it. But four days after the guy borrowed my $200,000, he turned around and went to a different title company and borrowed another $215,000 on a property worth about two seventy. Then he also sold it at a third title company 10 days later for... <laughs> uh, I don't remember the number, but he took a $45,000 down payment. And I found out later he had partnered at the foreclosure sale where he bought the property for $100,000. So he took like half a million dollars from people on the property that he had a net of $100,000 in. And basically, after all of this broke and I ended up foreclosing on the property and did due diligence on the individual, I found pretty strong evidence that he's a crook yeah that's jail and time had right i there. known that of course i would not have made the deal in the first place so i think that's my biggest mistake and my biggest learn is that you have to do due diligence both ways people mm -hmm. involved with it as well as the property or the deal itself and that's true for real estate it's true for notes it's true for private type of investments like limited partnerships and stuff like that as well where can the best ever listeners get in touch with you? There's several ways, but the best way to get a hold of me is simply to go to our website, which is www.questira.com, and then quest is Q-U-E-S-T-I-R-A.com. They can, of course, call our center here in Houston, Texas at 855-FUN-IRAs, <laughs> 855-FUN-IRAs. But if they want to submit a question, we do answer basic questions on my blog site. So that's www.irawebadvisor.com, www.irawebadvisor.com. And there's some interesting blog posts there of questions that people have asked me that I've answered. You can scroll through those and get some information there and ask a question if you want to, and it'll come to my email. Well, Quincy, thank you for being on the show talking about a whole range of topics from self-directed IRAs and some interesting investments and then some success stories as well as some interesting stuff that you're investing in on a limited partnership side, the land flip. I would have sold at $2.5 million. I buy it for 900000 got an offer right before we closed for two point five. Done. Write me the check. I'll give you the land. To be honest with you, I voted to sell, but uh, you know, when you're in a partnership, 
doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah, I've realized through all these interviews, I've interviewed about a thousand people, that when you have money on the table like that and you can double your money before you blink an eye, then you need to do it and then maybe put in something more long-term and take the chips off the table. But who knows? It could work out, and I hope it does, as well as the other opportunities that you mentioned that you're doing and doing due diligence on the operator just as much, if not more so, than the deal itself. And I know a lot of people look at the operator first before they even look at a deal. So thanks so much for being on the show. Enjoyed the stories and enjoyed our conversation. Hope you have a best ever day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Finally, your funding problem is 100% solved at CIX.com. At CIX.com, private lenders compete to fund deals. CIX facilitates over half a billion in loans for real estate investors weekly. Get funded and download your free funding kit at CIX.com.